Montag blieben Klassen Globen. This is Phil Collins from Death Happen and Man Race. You're listening to Iron City Rocks. Welcome to episode 150 of the Iron City Rocks podcast coming to you from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I'm your host, John. Hard to believe in 2009 when we started this thing we'd be here 150 episodes later here in the year 2012, but we made it. So we want to celebrate and what we have on the show today is what we think is is a phenomenal guest from the band Def Leppard. We have guitarist Phil Collin. So uh, I don't care what rock you've uh, lived under. You know who Phil Collin and Def Leppard are. So we're going to get to that interview shortly, but I want to let you know a few things. Uh, ending on April 7th, if you go to facebook.com forward slash the cast iron ring, which is a network of podcasts to which Iron City Rocks belongs, we are giving away a 8 by 10 autograph by David Ellison. Now, the photo is absolutely amazing. It was taken by Aaron, who is the host of Signal to Noise, uh, also a co host of Iron City Rocks as well. That was a shot he took last year. Uh, when the Mayhem Festival came through Burgettstown, Pennsylvania. A really, really cool shot of Dave. Dave was cool enough to autograph it for us. He was on episode 148, if you want to check that out. So you have until April 7th at 11 p.m. Eastern to enter that. All you have to do is like the page, fill out your name and address so we know where to mail the thing if you win, and you're good to go. While you're there, check out the Cast Iron Ring. Uh, Enjoy the page. Check out their website, castironring.com. Eight shows, again, Iron City Rocks is only one of those, but uh, really super hard rock and metal content on those as well. Our website, ironcityrocks.com, and facebook.com forward slash ironcityrocks if you want to find out more specifically about us and what's going on. Uh, I know a lot of people really were interested. Uh, We just gave away a chance to meet Great White, hang out at the sound check, and watch the show uh, on our Facebook page, so we've always got uh, kind of fun things going on on the Facebook page, so jump in in the discussion. Also, we'd like to ask if you have a moment and you go to our Facebook page, you will see a link for Pittsburgh Magazine's Best of 2012. Whether you're from Pittsburgh or not, we would deeply appreciate it if you took a minute, hit the vote button. All you need to do is fill out the website. You don't need to fill out every single category unless you have an opinion on one of those, and I know many of our listeners are from the Pittsburgh area. We would be delighted and thrilled if you would vote for ironcityrocks.com for best website. Uh, so we would deeply appreciate that. So if you get a chance, facebook.com forward slash ironcityrocks, you can find about that as well. So without further ado, we're going to get into a band that has been on the show once before, Gene the Werewolf, which is actually a band fronted by Gene. So it's kind of this Alice Cooper sort of thing going on. Uh, Gene's first album was phenomenal. Got a new album out called Wicked Love title track, or I'm sorry, not the title track, but the lead-off single from that is called I Only Want to Rock and Roll. Uh, Really wanted you guys to get a chance to hear this, so enjoy this one. Oh, I got a friend of mine He said I ain't got no future 
future ahead. He said you ain't got no money, you ain't got no girl, and you'll be working your job to your dad. And I said, you better pay attention, yeah. See this coming. Oh Rob Zombie. death May 16th at State AE Outdoors. Tickets are on sale now at all Ticketmaster locations. Ticketmaster.com or call 800-745-3000. For more information, visit PromoWestLive.com. For VIP info and tour dates, go to RobZombie.com and Megadeth.com. Brought to you by Promo West North Shore. Wanted to learn to play guitar, but never had the time. Then I heard about Progressions Music Studio. Progressions introduced me to an entirely new and convenient method of music instruction. They brought the music to me. The instructors from Progressions Music Studio came to my home with their knowledge and expertise, which saved me time and money. They worked around my schedule and tailored a program around my needs and skill level. Best of all, I learned to play music like a guitar king of the 1960s. We didn't spend all of our time with drills or tunes from the 1860s. Progressions Music Studio offers a lot more than guitar. In fact, they have instructors for almost all instruments. Now I can rock it out on my electric like never before. Just imagine what they can do for you or the budding musician in your family. Don't make excuses. Make music. Check them out on the web at progressionsmusicstudio.com. That's P-R-O-G-R-E-S-S-I-O-N-S. Musicstudio.com. 
or call 724-777-4678. Grab some wood there, bub.
Alright, that was Xander Demos and a little bit of Beavis and Butthead at the end with a song called Woodshed Sonata, taken from the album Guitar Cadia, which is available now. You can go to xanderdemos.com, that's X-A-N-D-E-R-D-E-M-O-S. Phenomenal guitarist, so you want to check that out as well. Now, it is time for the main event from the band Def Leppard, who you've heard of. There's no way in the world you're listening to this show if you haven't heard of Def Leppard, so... Uh, we're going to get to that interview. Uh, a band that has really transcended. They started kind of being linked to the new wave of British heavy metal back in the early, early 80s with On Through the Night, High and Dry, all the way to the 10X Platinum, I believe, Hysteria album. So this is a band that's done it all. Uh, Phil Collin was gracious enough to talk to us, uh, take the time out of his schedule. They are getting ready to go on the road with Poison and Lita Ford. Uh, unfortunately, no Pittsburgh date yet, so I'm not going to get to see them, it doesn't look like. But uh, if you're lucky enough to be in one of those cities, that would be a show worth checking out. Also, Phil's got a new project called Man Rays. Uh, actually, it's not quite that new. It's got two albums out now with Man Rays. So a little lesser known project, I should say. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, for those of you who are guitarists out there, I interviewed uh, Phil also for GuitarWorld.com. So if you go to GuitarWorld.com and search for Phil Collin, uh, you can find the article I wrote uh, with him back in the mid part of March, I believe it was. Uh, so you can check that out. He talks all about his rig, his gear, his new guitar. Uh, so some really kind of guitar gearhead type stuff. So check that out as well. So without further ado, from the band Def Leppard, Phil Cullen. Loud and proud from London town. Mr. Phil Cullen on the guitar! Yeah! And I say welcome to the show! Ladies and gentlemen, from the band Def Leppard and Man Rays, we have Phil Collin joining us on the show. How are you today, Phil? I'm wonderful, thanks. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. Hey, I just uh, wanted to get in touch with you. You've got a, a lot going on with uh, your project Man Rays and also uh, Def Leppard just announcing... 
uh, kind of what's becoming an annual summer tour. So for those not familiar, can you give us a little background on what Man Rays is and how the project got started? Yeah, it's um, it's a three-piece band. It's um, it's me on vocals and guitar. It's Paul Cook who plays drums with effects pistols and drums, and Simon Laffey on bass who used to play in my old band Girl, my my glam rock band. From, yeah, yeah, from, you know, before that leopard. And um, yeah, I, I guess uh, the, the the music is it's a very um, eclectic. It's it's just we we it's free. It's like liberating actually. You know, kind of one minute is. Uh, Really hard rock or and, and melodies, great songs, and next minute we go dub reggae. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's a great. Someone um, actually described as a cross between the Foo Fighters and the Police, which is kind of really cool. You know. Yeah, that's kind of, not a bad place to be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah that was cool. I know you. You've been um, kind of working with Simon, I believe. You, you produced, did some production for him earlier on, hadn't you? We um well we we kind of started writing and together you, you know actually we've known each other for years thirty something years and um mm-hmm. my my dad was really ill just before he passed away and I so I went back to to kind of look after him in, in London and um I mean so I mean just started writing some songs and that's really how this come about we um actually we finished the first one and I said it would be so cool if Paul Cook played drums on this and uh. You know, I knew Paul just because of the fact we're all from London, just from, you know, back in the days. You know, you'd bump into, you know, everyone in London, from, from Jimmy Page to, to Billy Idol to, to whatever. You know, everyone would go through it's below New York or L.A. Um, and so, you know, I, I actually saw him in the street two days after I actually said this. So we thought, oh, this, is, this is a bit weird. And, um, and we just went on from there. You know, we, we, we just were uh, a second album's out. Actually, we're, we're still... You know, uh, promoting that actually, punk mm. groups rock. So um, yeah, that's it's great actually. I'll be out today. I'm actually doing a, an acoustic performance on the radio somewhere, and I'll, I'll be playing a couple of songs off of that. Oh, great! And for those not familiar, you actually are the not only the guitarist, obviously, but you're the vocalist. Um, is, is that kind of kind of fun to stand out front and kind of take uh, your old buddy Joe's place and be the front man? Um, it's a little bit weird, and I think the, the real, you know, I've sung all my, my life, actually, from, from singing along to, you know, the, the radio when I was a little kid, um, to, to, you know, all the stuff I've done with Def Leppard, which is like tons and tons, you know, we're, we're basically like a hard rock beach boys, so we, we actually have always done, done vocals. I think the, the big difference was um, the fact that I was a guitar player singing backing vocals, and all of a sudden I had to shift the focus, and that, to me, was... A really weird thing because you know I'd, I'd forget that I was actually singing. I mean, I'd forget lyrics and and all that because I'd be mainly thinking about the guitar, which is a really weird. No one told me about this, by the way. And um, so I really had to adjust. I had to really kind of focus on on the the vocal part and, and make the guitar part secondary. You almost not not think about it so much. So. Uh, yeah. Very interesting, and more interesting, in fact, we're only a three-piece, so you can't really fudge it. You know, if you make no. mistakes, it's kind of glaring. So uh, yeah, you it can. was very different. But um, no, it's, it's actually really cool. You know, like I said, it, it does feel very busy up there, because if I'm not, I don't get a break. If I'm not singing, I'm playing a solo or something. So yeah. it's, like, it's kind of rare that, that we kind of, you know, although we do, you know, we think of grooves and, and little jams and stuff like that on the old song, which is really nice. And it reminds me of some of the, the Hendrix stuff, and I, I totally appreciate that stuff now from from being in the free piece. It's great. Yeah, it makes you look at a band like Cream, or as you mentioned, Jimi Hendrix in a whole new light when you realize what those guitarists did while having Absolutely. to worry about vocal melodies and 
interacting yeah, with right. the audience. I mean, Geddy Lee, I mean, hats off to Geddy Lee. I had a real different appreciation. You know, he'd be singing all this stuff, playing these really sick bass lines and, and doing move pedals at the same time. I was like, well, you, you don't think about stuff like that. You know, again, you know, I saw the police just recently, like a few years ago, and uh, Sting was doing these crazy melodies, you know, against this this really cool bass playing, you know. So the same deal with the guitar player Hendrix, uh, genius. It's like great. Again, yeah, it's an appreciation. Yeah, well said about Keddie Lee, the man. You know, he's playing these. You're missing sick bass lines, and he's almost tap dancing on all these pedals he's got there. I know. Yeah, so it's, it's great. <laughs> Crazy. But uh, you mentioned it with the Def Leppard is is the Hard Rock Beach Boys, and that's really a great, uh, great analogy. And that was one of the questions. I mean, you guys, when you went, you go into the studio, and you've worked with some great producers over the years, and have, have done such great vocal harmonies. And I mean, the band. Is that kind of your role to, to help solidify the, the backing vocals live, or how do you guys kind of work out the harmonies, you know, because Joe gets up there? He, he does. I mean, and really, we've got to pay homage to, to Mark Langer because uh, that's all he's doing. You know, mm-hmm. he actually, when we first, you know, just before Pyromania, he was saying, you know, let's, let's make a, a cross between uh, ACDC and Queen. He said the Queen backing vocal approach but we do it in more of a hard rock fashion, you know, and uh, mm. no one had done that. And, you know, he's the king of the hybrids and also just the most amazing singer himself. You know, he did be singing those vocals with us and going, ah, oh, but you should fall here and this one should do and this person got this harmony and da, da, da. So really, he, he worked all that stuff out for us. And, and we, we just, over the years, um, followed that pattern, really. So, you know, that's, that's a Mutt Langer thing for sure. Yeah, I imagine there's probably times you guys are cursing him, for, you know, for having to reproduce that live night after well, night. We, we, I mean, once we get it, we're okay. I, I distinctly remember, you know, we, we released Hysteria and uh, uh, Love Bites came out as a single and it went to number one and we'd never played it as a band. It was a studio song and yeah. everything was separate. There was like 16 guitar parts. It was <laughs> ridiculous harmonies. And... um it went to number one, and we're like, oh, gee, we're going to have to play this live. So we actually had to take two days off uh, during a tour and go in a rehearsal and then figure out the most prominent guitar parts and mm-hmm. then then try and sing the stuff over, over the top. So that was that was really difficult. I remember it being really awkward and going, oh, shit, we're not going to be able to do this. And we just about nailed it. And, and now it's second nature because you, yeah. you do it so many times. Uh, we've done it thousands of times since. But... Uh, it's just a matter, it's like a jigsaw puzzle, you know, you actually work out and you go, okay, I can drop this guitar part if, if it allows me to sing this part, and then, you mm-hmm. know, you just work around it. So, again, like I said, it's, it's kind of exciting running into those kind of little challenges here and there, so, and yeah. it's still great, you know. Yeah, it's got to keep it fresh, and that, and that kind of goes to the next question. I mean, is there... How do you guys keep the material fresh? I mean, because I don't imagine a day when, when we're going to see you guys pull into any town and not play Photograph, for example. I mean, how do you, how do you keep some of the hits fresh and fun? Well, they're, they're pretty complicated to, to do. It's like, you know, they're, they're, they're always a bit of a challenge. There's at least three parts in the set where every night I go, my voice may go out on this part mm-hmm. because, you know, I'm pushing it too hard or, you know, Sometimes I can't nail a certain thing. Same with Rich Allen. He does this, at the end of Armageddon, at the end of Rock of Ages, he does this fill. And it's really hard. It's a really cool fill. And he changes it here and there. And some nights, you know, he just doesn't make it. And it's the same with us. So you know, we could make it easier, but why Why do that? We like we like pushing that. So, you yeah. Know. 
that's that's the fun part. Yeah, uh, especially with old songs, you know. Yeah, yeah. Now back to to the recording process. I mean, obviously, you guys went into the to the studio and made you know, especially with Hysteria, really a groundbreaking album as far as production quality. Um, and now, obviously, there's a lot more tools at your disposal. Do you guys still kind of do it old school in the studio, or do you guys, you know, work more in the in the world of Pro Tools and things like that? We um we use the first Pro Tools when it first came out. You know, we used Fairlight, we used Inclavia, uh, and when it went to Pro Tools, we, uh, um, we used, you know, version one, uh, mm-hmm. and we've been using it ever since, you know, and, and versions of it. You know, a, a lot of the stuff, you know, I'll do on Logic on the laptop, like all the three songs that are on the, the Mirabal, um, the, the studio mm-hmm. stuff, are done all on my laptop with Guitar Rig. Oh, cool. Yeah, so, and, and what was really interesting, I, I, I've done a guitar magazine, I forget what one it was, interview, and, uh, the guy guessed wrong on, on who was playing an amp and who was playing two that <laughs> with me and Vivian. So that was, that was interesting. And again, the man racing, uh, pretty much the whole album was, was done on, on, uh, on my laptop, on, on Guitar Rig 4. Great. Now, do you have a, a studio then you just kind of work it into? I mean, is that how your setup works? I, I, you know, we, we send a lot of stuff to each other. You know, we live in three different countries. So sure. Vivian and, and Rick Allen live in the States. Uh, Joey lives in Dublin and, uh, Rick Savage lives in England. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, so it's a little bit spread out. But so, so we, we send stuff, you know, if we're not together, we, we'll, we'll do it. It's like, hook up by crook, you know. Yeah. I think it's great working together on certain things. And, uh, me and Viv may do a thing on an album where we play together and, but for the most part, it's, it's done separately, and, and you know, I, I think uh, we, we're talking about the next album, you know, and we were talking about maybe a, a song or an EP, but in the meantime, if we do release an EP, we are going to be working on a new album, so yeah. we're going to do it in, in dribs and drabs, and I think that's the way to do it, really, because uh, we, we do, we want to tour, we want to keep touring, because everything's so disposable these days, we yeah. just want to want to keep our, our foot in there and keep the keep uh, a live present. Sure. But I think the, the way around that is is, um, is is to do songs here and there. And I, I love the way that the, the Beatles, the Stones, Hendrix, David Bowie, they used to do stuff. They'd, they'd write a song, record it, release it, and then, yeah. and then and not worry about waiting for a full-length album. I, I think that, I like that approach, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it certainly seems to be the way a lot of artists are, are going. You know, I look at uh, Stephen Piercy of Rat is releasing his solo album, kind of one song at a time. You know, and right. it, it makes some sense. Um, it does. It's cool. Now, um, will there be, do you have any Man Ray's uh, live performances? I know you guys kind of, you know, there was some things you were supposed to do, the tour with Def Leppard. Uh, at one point, it yeah. didn't quite work out. But do you guys have live shows? I know you've got to kind of work around other people's schedule with that. Your own you know, day job. Yes. Yeah, we have to we have to work around that. Um, I, I think that we're trying to do some stuff this summer because we we, we obviously got some breaks in, in the Def Leppard tour, and it's um, you know, if the right thing comes up, we, we'd love to do like a club tour, you know, on, yeah. on a on a bus and, and, and just kind of, you know, sleep on the bus. Do the whole thing, you know, it's just, it's really, really cool. So, um, we, we haven't got any dates confirmed yet, but that's, that's what we, we plan on. Actually, I'm not sure whether it'll be the States or, or England. Um, yeah. it'll be this summer for sure. And speaking of the summer, obviously you guys announced last week, uh, you're going to be hitting the road with, uh, Poison and Lita Ford, uh, for right. what, which would be a phenomenal show. They announced the first leg of that tour. 
Um, you had done a uh, song with Brett Michaels. Can you talk a little bit about that experience? Sure. Um, we, we toured, you know, I've known Brett since, uh, all the guys from Poison, obviously since the 80s. Just, uh, kind of like that thing I was saying about in London, you bump into people. When, you, when you're, mm-hmm. you know, in a band, you're touring, especially in the 80s, you just bump into people. And uh, sure. they were always great. They were always really good guys. So it was kind of uh, really cool when we toured with them. You know, all of them. CC, Bobby, Brett, and, and, and Ricky. I, I mean, great guys. So um, that, that was a lot of fun. And, uh, we, I was in, in my management office and Brett said, uh, Brett said, could I give him a buzz? And he said, look, I'm doing this thing, uh, and it's for, you know, motocross. It's, it's kind of a, a whole thing and they're, they're getting one of these songs that he'd done before and, and doing a uh, revamp on it. So I said, yeah, I'd love to play. So I, I played a, a solo on it. I played a bunch of rhythm guitars, done some backing vocals and, and added it to, to, to some other, other stuff that, you know, that was on there. And, uh, yeah, it turned out great. I was really pleased with it, actually. It's got a, got a, got a nice vibe. Yeah. And like I said, you know, I, I get on great with Brett, and he's, I, I really respect what he does. You know, he works his ass off, and I, yeah. I, that's, that's a great thing. I, I really respect that. It's cool. Yeah, Brett, uh, he's got to be one of the hardest working men in show business, not even, you know, excluding yeah, just music. He's he's everywhere doing everything. And yeah, and I love him. That. More, great. more power to him now. On the road, I know, obviously, you're, you're a fitness uh, fanatic, um, how do you find time when you're on the road between press this and you know different things you got to do? How do you find time to keep the fitness level up on the road? Um, I, I think there's, there's a hell of a lot of downtime, and mm-hmm. I, I know you, you do need to relax on tour. You need to get your sleep and all that stuff. But then there's hours and hours and hours in every day, and you don't necessarily have to go to a gym. Uh, you, you know, um, my trainer comes out, and he's also my friend, and he actually trains the band Jean Carrillo, and he's um a former Muay Thai uh, European champion and world champion coach, and he's he's, he's got, you know, a degree on all, all like, the physical stuff, you know, like right. being a, a an instructor and, you know, in, in a gym, nutrition, everything like that. So he's kind of invaluable. He comes out and we, we do a lot of Muay Thai pad work for, for cardio and, and then and weights, and we just kind of mix it up. So it's uh, it keeps it interesting. Uh, we're also actually going to be releasing a, a, a DVD, and it's, uh, it's called Physical Mechanics. That'll be, that'll be out sometime this year. Oh, okay. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I think because we, we see so many instructional videos, and, and really the people that need need the help more than anything else uh, are people who've never been in a gym before. And I think that that's that's really our approach. It's not not it's going to be a three tier system. Some so you know, really hardcore, extreme, you know, like hard stuff with with crazy cardio. Um, there'll be a, a you know, intermediate where people just like working out and like really getting in good shape and stuff like that. And at a beginner level, someone who's, who's really never been off the couch and, and maybe be intimidated by um, going to a gym and stuff like that. So we're going to do something to help those people. I actually don't see any of that out there at all. I, I see, you know, these amazing things, you know, that, that, that do work, but, you know, the average person wouldn't be able to do that. And they, they kind of lose hope and interest in, in like, in the first hour, so we're actually going to have this uh, very kind of cool approach to it, and uh, you know, like I said, that'd be called physical mechanics at yeah. some point this year. Yeah, that's a good point you bring up about the beginners. How many people, you know, do get off the couch and try to jump into something beyond their levels, and either end up pulling something, hurting something, or end up right back on the couch? So absolutely, eating more and being depressed and stuff like that. So you yeah. know, yeah, that's that's it. And we we really want to address that. Oh, great. Well, Phil, I want to thank you so much for taking the time out of your afternoon to talk with us, man. 
When he's good, he's thorough good. But when he's bad, he's even better. George Thoroughgood and the Destroyers. And on the same night, Delbert McClinton. Doors at 6.30, July 31st at Stage A.E. Outdoors. George Thoroughgood and the Destroyers and Delbert McClinton together live. Reserve seat tickets are on sale now at all Ticketmaster outlets by phone and online. Brought to you by Promo West North Shore and Coors Light.
All right, that was Homicide Black from their self-titled debut. You can find more info on those guys at homicideblack.com. Love the guitar tone on those songs uh, and the kind of Ronnie James-ish lyrics, so it's good to hear some bands carrying the torch forward on that. We want to thank you for listening to 150th episode of Iron City Rocks. We hope there are some of you out there that have listened to the other 149 uh, that would be quite a, an honor to have someone spend that much time listening to us talk. Uh, it has been an absolute thrill and an honor to do what we do. Uh, I would like to uh, thank all of you on behalf of Sean, Eric, and Aaron, and myself for uh, the continued support of Iron City Rocks, ironcityrocks.com, Facebook slash Iron City Rocks, twitter.com forward slash Iron City Rocks, etc. We look forward to the next 150 uh, just as much. Uh, some really great stuff uh, happening. Uh, I know the Kiss Motley Crew tour, obviously a giant one. Uh, so we'll be hoping to get some coverage of that. Uh, some really great stuff going on with the summer tour season just starting to heat up. We were just fortunate enough yesterday to find out that June 23rd in Pittsburgh, uh, the band Cinderella will be coming back around. As many of you may remember, Tom Kiefer was a guest of the show uh, about two years ago. I had the chance to to talk with him. I, I met him in person. Uh, they were one of the first bands I ever saw live, uh, so was, they will always hold a special place in my heart, and it'll be great to see them come back around for a theater-style show. So keep up with all that information and all the concert dates uh, in the Pittsburgh market on our concert calendar. Uh, but if you're not from Pittsburgh, don't be a stranger, because as you know, we don't uh, limit ourselves to just the three rivers of Pittsburgh. Uh, we do come from Pittsburgh. We're very proud to be from Pittsburgh. Uh, but we like to uh, stay abreast of all things hard rock, heavy metal, and blues. So thank you very much, and we will catch you next time.